Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 1870 Covington Pike or 24-7 at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we got it and got it HEVPZ06230 MSRP 44355 84 months 500 military and conquest or loyalty rebate. Outlander RZ006545 MSRP 33185 Sport RU00104 MSRP 27850. Includes all rebates and incentives. PF695 excludes tax title and license. CDO for complete details. Offer valid through end of the month with approved credit. Dealer stock only. This year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can take a long favorite. And you could still get $150 with so many games going on. Thanksgiving is the perfect time to join. Visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, it's very simple. Call the Tennessee Red Line at one 800 889-9789. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. 
Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGianato. Mark, good day, sir. Jeffrey, let me just, let me be among the first to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks, boy. <laughs> it is, I so it has become, you know, like when you're married, certain holidays are your holiday and certain holidays, your wife's family or your partner's family, whatever. Thanksgiving is my holiday, technically. Mm-hmm. And um, the past couple years, my brother and dad have come into town. <laughs> this year, I got a call a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, it's yeah. pretty expensive flying into Memphis for Thanksgiving. Can we just come in for Cole's birthday in January in a couple months? And I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's, it is my, but I, so I'm wasting one of my holidays this year. And I'm, it's just going to be me and the kids and, and my wife. Um, I mean, I, I probably would have done the same thing that you did, but just asking out loud, what is, what do your brother and dad have going on? Like, you know, well, like, well, I'll say this. It, it, my dad, I'm not sure, has an excuse. My brother, at least, is married, and his wife's family, like, Thanksgiving is big for them, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for instance, the last couple years, he's come here solo without his wife because, like, his wife is with her family. Listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, come in and just comment on your family dynamic here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but allow me to do it just this yes, one time. let's do it. No one's um, listening. This feels like the. This feels like your dad used your brother as an excuse. Well, it sounds like your brother's got a legitimate excuse. Like I, I can, I can get that. But then it feels like your dad's like, well, if Jeff's not going, then you know, <laughs> I really don't want to fly. You know. Yeah. Well, it is. It is a. I. I love Thanksgiving. I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. Um. I actually think. Well. So I judge, you know, I've said this before. I judge holidays by the food I eat on the holidays. That to me is what makes, that's what makes or breaks a holiday in my mind. So for instance, like I love the 4th of July. Love me some good like barbecue, cookout, whatever you want to call it. Love me a good, good outdoor party with some, with some burgers and fries and, or burgers and hot dogs and whatever. And I also, I love, loved Christmas because when I was, before I had, a wife and did mm-hmm. Christmas with her family. That was when Thanksgiving was my mom's holiday and Christmas was my dad's holiday, which meant I got my grandmother's Italian cooking on Christmas. So I was like, hey, Christmas. You also got to double dip too, right? Didn't you get Hanukkah and Christmas? Yeah, but Hanukkah's not a good food holiday. I know, but I'm just mainly talking about you're yeah, the, I got you, gifts. you were the yeah. rare breed that yeah, I, know, I, got, I know in general Hanukkah gifts are usually like practical and not fun, but still. Like, usually got like out of the eight days, you'd get like one, one good, big one. Yeah. One big one and then the other seven was always be insanely small. jealous of the guys that got the double dip. Yeah, I, I was a double dipper. I definitely yeah. was growing up. But um, so I associate, but like, uh, you know, good turkey. I'm, I'm a turkey guy. I love turkey. Mm hmm. I've I've grown you know I grew up as a stuffing guy but since I moved here it's obviously dressing. Well, was it in the bird? Yes. Then it went, then you actually were having stuffing. Okay. Yes. Dressing is outside. Outside. The bird. Yes. I like both, so I, it doesn't really matter to me which one I have. They're both good. Sorry for the ladies that are listening. All three of you. Um, <laughs> stuffing's too too moist. Uh, you know what I mean. Okay. I like the crust. Like my grandmother. You like, a, you like, you like I little... like the little crust. Uh, I like the I like the varying 
the like the the different types of texture. And then now, are you a sweet potato or mashed potato? Guy? Mashed potatoes, please. Mashed potatoes. Okay. Does anyone out there really like sweet potatoes? Like I don't know. Like a good candied yam is pretty. If you like sweet stuff, a good candied yam okay, is pretty good. The best part about the sweet potatoes or whatever's like not the sweet potato on it. Like my mom does like. Like a the casserole, like a, it's like a dried like brown sugar, like a like a like a crisped mm-hmm. up brown sugar. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, if you're cutting up, it's like the people that insist on sweet potato fries. Mm. Yeah, I don't like sweet ugh. potato fries. No, it's like if I'm gonna have fries. Ugh. I'm gonna have regular fries. Like, <laughs> and the, and the sweet potato ones end up costing more too. Usually, and on top of that, it's like when you like if you have to make that much effort to make it good, like that says something about the item to begin with, and then. I think, are you a canned cranberry sauce guy or homemade, like a, you know, prepared cranberry sauce guy? Cranberry sauce is an afterthought for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I would prefer, you always prefer the fresh. See, I don't know. Canned cranberry sauce is pretty good. I, I always I always prefer the fresh, but it's like, of all, for the record, like, this is my favorite holiday. This is the number one? But, like, when you say you judge it based on food, I judge holidays... Based upon vibe. Ah, uh, okay. But it's the, I think it's kind of the same thing. I, when I say vibe, I also I also judge a holiday. How much are you inconveniencing me? Mm. And Thanksgiving is the perfect holiday. You know why? Thanksgiving inconveniences no one. When I do think, especially for, for this show, it's a good holiday in the sense that there is an expectation that you're going to eat food mm-hmm. and then sit on the couch. Yes. And like watch football, watch football, whatever. Feast Christmas, week. it feels like there's a little more like other activities. Although I think Christmas could be changing now that Commissioner Goodell has been trying to take the take it over from yeah, the NBA. He told Silver to move over. Daddy, um, Daddy's coming through. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I do like the I do like that there is a you know like the activity on Thanksgiving is okay. We're gonna all sit on the couch and maybe Correct. you know some people will doze off. You know, and if it's a bad game, we'll all doze but off. That's why. That's why Thanksgiving's the best. Thanksgiving doesn't. It doesn't judge you. You mm-hmm. know what? Like, yeah, you want to go for that second plate. Guess what? It's celebrated on this day. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, do you want to eat so much food you literally pass out while watching? Usually, the Cowboys play someone terribly. Like that's like, fine. This year, you could like, have it. You could have it yeah. with the Commanders. Like wake. Like you could. Could have three blowouts. I know. We could have. Uh, I know. Uh, like it doesn't. It, it maybe doesn't we'll get Michigan. Ar- maybe or excuse me. Maybe we'll get Memphis, Arkansas, to uh, kind of smooth things over on on Thanksgiving. Confession time. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried. I'm putting too much pressure on the Tigers. Mm, interesting. Well, when we, I when I looked at that Thanksgiving schedule, it's like God. I hope they play a game that matters. Well, we've got a lot to get to. It's Wednesday. We're going to play a little buy, sell, short, or go to red to start things off. We'll play. We'll talk Tigers. We'll talk Grizzlies because there's a big Grizzlies game tonight as well. We got Tigers, Michigan at 4 o'clock, probably more like 4.30 yeah, I'm based watching, on the so there's, previous there's game. There's eight minutes left in the first half of the Texas Tech-Villanova game. Mm-hmm. I assume they're doing the 30 minutes after it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking probably closer to 4.30 okay. than 4. Well, we got that. Then tonight. Grizzlies Rockets in Houston, the first game against Dylan Brooks. He talked again today about the Grizzlies. Um, so we'll get into that and the aftermath of uh, yesterday's big news uh, about Fred Smith's $50 million 
dollar donation and the what that means for both the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium renovation as well as the hope that it what what hope hopefully what it will mean for FedEx Forum renovations uh, coming through here. So uh, lots to get to. We'll have David Cobb at two forty or so. He covers college basketball and college football for CBSSports.com. We got new playoff rankings, college football playoff rankings last night. They finally bumped Washington up uh, into the top four. Um, and also, I- I'm sure Cobb has been monitoring. Well, he'll he'll give us all the deets on all the – There's a, you know, this is one of those days. There's a lot of college basketball going on. It's hard to keep track of it all with all these tournaments going on. For you. For, for me. But we'll get we'll get Cobb's some of, some of us are professionals. We'll get Cobb's thoughts on all that. Three o'clock or so, we'll get into the list. And since we can't do the this is the this is the week the tasting menu was made for. Absolutely, feast um, week. Oh, and we can't do it tomorrow because we're not going to be on air. So we're going to do the tasting menu today during the list, where we're going to figure out over the next four days. And this is going to be very difficult this week. What is going to be on Jeffrey Wright's four TVs? If you don't plan for success on Feast Week, mm-hmm. you're preparing to fail. Yes. And then uh, we'll wrap things up by getting you ready for those uh, the two big basketball games uh, involving our city's teams, the Tigers and Michigan. Well, one and big then, basketball game. Uh, the, the Dylan Brooks game, is it, it feels... It's a, I'm excited it's to a, see it's that story one. Line. This, this game itself is not a big game. All right, we'll get into it here. Let's play some buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show, where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right, Jeffrey, let's start with, as you put, the biggest game probably locally today. Yeah. The Memphis-Michigan game in the opening round of the uh, battle for Atlantis. Excuse me, bad boy mowers. Thank you. Battle for Atlantis. Down in the Bahamas. C4A, baby. Um, I believe the Tigers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite last I saw. So I saw, it, one? I saw it at one this morning. I don't know if... Okay. It's, I don't know. It's, if, it's, a, it's close to a pick Um It'll be Penny Hardaway's first regular season game of the year after serving that three-game suspension. From what I understand, Juwan Howard is in the Bahamas but will not coach Michigan today as he's still recovering from that heart <sighs> procedure. Dang it. What? Dang it. No, oh, you, you 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 feel better about them with Jawan? I don't like Martelli on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little too much competence. All right, well, here's here's my buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit for you, Jeffrey. This game today against Michigan is the most important game the Memphis Tigers will play in the Bahamas. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. I'm going to short this because I think mm-hmm. the consensus uh, is yes. Mm-hmm. The reality is, though, they still have two better opponents that are on the board as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And you get Carolina who wins today. Carolina slept walk through that first half against Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. and then they beat them by like 30. Like mm-hmm. they, the, and, and North Carolina will play the winner of Villanova, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Okay. Correct. And so, you know, it remains to be seen what kind of opportunity Texas Tech or Villanova would be. But we know Carolina at this point is going to be a big opportunity. And then you mentioned also the possibility of playing Arkansas. Yeah. So while I understand the the consensus, I think it's probably being overvalued. Because the other problem is like, you know, part of it's not necessarily your doing. Like you can only control this game. Well, then it's up to Arkansas to take care of their business or, you know, perhaps Carolina to take care of the business and you take care of the business against Michigan. So like you don't control all of it. 
I, th- I still think I'm going to sell this because I think most people are viewing so it. So shorting or selling? I'm shorting this shorting. one because I think it's overvalued. Yeah, because well, the way the reason you would buy it is because if you don't beat Michigan, you get on that loser side of the bracket, and there is a risk that you don't end up getting any good games out of it. You don't get the type of games you were hoping to get out of this. I'm not having watched having watched a three-quarters of a basketball game of Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. I do not know if that's going to be a resume game. Yeah. So, and that, that, you know, like that would be, you know, if you ended up in a scenario, if you're, if you're Memphis, because if you put, let's say Northern Iowa is the worst team in the field. Okay. And my gut tells me, let's say Memphis loses tonight. All right. Tigers are favored by one currently. I, sus- what I'm I suspect they would beat Stanford in the second game. I suspect. And then you probably wouldn't play Northern Iowa in the third game if we're presumed Northern Iowa is going to, you know, you'd play Villanova or Texas Tech. I think that's probably likely, yeah. Um, and um, so, and like, what does that look like? Let's say you lose to Michigan, beat Stanford, and then have a game against Texas Tech or Villanova. And let's say you lost that. Like, that, that would be a pretty, you'd come out of this feeling pretty like, man, like we really missed a chance to boost our resume. You would definitely, after this, you'd feel worse about the team than you did beforehand. Yeah. With the With the acceptance that there's still there's still a lot of other games that can write your story. But I think I'm with you. Yeah, it wouldn't like it wouldn't kill their NCAA tournament hopes or anything. It's not like it's not like what was it three years of the pandemic year? Where remember they South they Dakota did bad tournament. in the South Dakota tournament and there was no other chance to make up for it. Right, because you knew it was going to be mostly that was their only. That was the only they played, they played right? Auburn in a not, in a neutral game yeah. and lost that too, and, and that then, was like it. Other than that, it's like you knew it was going to be the conference slate, and you're like, oh boy. No, and then remember you were dependent yeah. on beating Houston twice, and you remember you lost, and then you lost on a half court heave and a missed free throw in the conference tournament. Um, but so Tech sitting at 46 in Ken Palm, Nova's at 24 right now. So that either you know either way that could. It, Again, both those teams could be. Those could good. wind up being good, good games. Yes, um, but for that reason, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this because to me, I want that Arkansas game, baby. Like I want I, that would be fantastic. So I agree with you. I do also know if we're gonna get that Arkansas game, I'm gonna sit there and watch it the whole time, being like, it's just a real shame. This isn't either at Bud Walton no, or not I'm, at the Forum. But I'm with you. I'm, like, ho- I, I'm I hopeful that. So it's funny. I asked Penny. You, you're hoping that that starts the yes, dialogue. Yeah. Well, I asked Penny Hardaway about it. I, I want to say it was la- like the the availability he had before they left earlier this or last week. It was, or I guess it was before the Alabama State game. I asked him about it. It sounds like he's ha- he's had discussions with Eric Musselman about um, scheduling, a, scheduling a series, and he actually sounded hopeful that he, he made, basically made it seem like Arkansas didn't say no. It was just like they couldn't make the schedule work, you know, like the dates work necessarily. Like he sounded hopeful that that series could get restarted uh, at some point. And I do wonder if you get a great game between the two of them in the Bahamas, whether that kind of is the the trigger to be like, well, like, why aren't these teams? Why aren't these guys playing every year? I think that's a little wistful. I know, but it's also, I think, the game. I will say this though: I have, I have more optimism that Arkansas could get back on the schedule than Tennessee. Yes, I, I think have. I think Musselman's much more open to the idea. Yes, um, I still think though the you're, I still think that they're going to do the same thing. They're going to play nice and be like, well, we'll play you in Little Rock. 
Yeah. No, and, and what Memphis is going to have to try and get is maybe you can get, like, what you had with Tennessee, like the three-game yeah. set where yeah. you play one in Little Rock, sure. one in Memphis, one in Fayetteville, maybe. I don't know. But that's the game because, obviously, to me, the two games that would resonate the most here, the two wins would be Arkansas and North Carolina. Yeah. You knock off one of those two teams. And I think, symbolically, beating Arkansas would be just fantastic for the program. Um, if you're playing UNC, you're likely playing them in the championship game, which would also be a huge deal. If you make it to the championship game of this and you play UNC. I suppose a- you could play them in the third place game. They won yeah. already. And so if, if Carolina lost, if you both yeah. lost, you you both either have to go 2-0 and or both go you, the, one one. the Tigers have to well not one and one but you have to win the first one and then. But I do think this is a is an important game in the sense that like if you get on the wrong side of the bracket, we talked about this earlier. Like you could you know you're counting on this event to get like at least two. Like to me, you want to come out of this with two good wins at least out of this tournament, right? Like that's kind of um, the goal at least. I mean, I th- I think if you want to like dream big, maybe so. I think the key is you just can't have a bad – like, you can't wind up matched up with Northern Iowa and lose that one. And yeah. honestly, I know Stanford, the projections show them – Stanford's in that spot where I'm going to have to see it first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I – that they're going to be haven't, there. I haven't talked to our guy Isan about it yet, about them yet. They're, they've already lost a game, Stanford, to Santa Clara. So Again, whenever uh, you go – At home. Whenever you take on the West Coast Conference. Yeah. But they've already lost to Santa Clara. My guess is they will lose to Arkansas after Memphis and Michigan. Also, I want to give a shout-out to any of the heroes last night when I, I said Marquette smells like fraud, so take Kansas. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, so take uh, – so I would be taking Kansas, so take Marquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations to all of you that, that took Marquette. I, I thought – I thought – I I loved Bill Self's post-game press conference mm-hmm. after him and Shaka got into it, it during the game and he got asked about it and he he's like, I'm not going to talk about it other than to say whatever Shaka said is wrong. Love <laughs> like, it. like Whatever Shaka said is a lie. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. It's like, I'm not going to answer your question, but I'm going to tell you the other guy's lying. Sounds like Bill Self's got a career in politics afterwards. Like... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my stance, but I'm just going to tell you the other side's wrong. Yeah, those are yeah. wrong. He had, but it, but he said it's wrong without even knowing what Shaka had said. He just said he, he just said I know. Was, so I was watching without sound. That was a bizarre sequence to watch without sound. What was like because like the, the kid he, on Kansas yelled at yelled something at Shaka. Right, but like you also like afterwards you're like. Did I miss something like that? It yeah. escalated well, very it quickly. Felt, it felt, well, when you heard Shaka's comments afterwards, clearly something had happened when he was at Texas with Bill Self. Like, that was what it was. It, this, no way. There was, yeah, there was something. It wasn't just that moment in Hawaii. There was I think, history. I think there was a little. I don't think those guys liked each other before the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think there was there was some, some bad blood there uh, last night. Um, okay. So we've decided. I mean, do, do, I give, I, I think. And I say this as a Michigan alum. I think Memphis is the better team. I, I mean, I think Michigan. I don't think Michigan has nearly as much depth as Memphis does. And I said this with Jason just a little while ago. I like in the, if you go back and watch that Long Beach State game. One of the problems Michigan has is they don't have a lot of depth in the backcourt, and they're really relying on this guy Doug McDaniel. And he got tired in that long. Like he had to play thirty eight, thirty nine minutes against Long Beach State. And they wore him out. And I think this could be a game 
where you see Penn. You know, they haven't really pulled out the press yet. Sure. I think this could be a game where you pull out the press and really try to wear out Michigan. Now, you're going to have to rebound the ball better. Michigan's got good big guys, even yeah, without Hunter Dickinson. I mean, I know the rebounding was an issue against Alabama State. I still think a big part of the rebounding yeah. issues was the fact that Alabama State missed 70% of their shots. Yeah, they haven't played a team with good big guys yet, though. They yeah. were like, wait, Missouri was undersized, and you played two you know, HBCUs in your other teams. They haven't played anyone with legitimate size. You played the best size. 0-5 team in the country. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but they, they haven't played anyone with legitimate size yet. And so this that, that'll be a test today. Like the Olivier Namwa or whatever, however you pronounce it, the Tennessee transfer, at, he, he's good. Like, he's a good player. If he was on – I'm surprised, like, te, if he was on Tennessee – like Tennessee's already a top ten team or whatever it is. Like they'd be really good if he stayed. I was glad to see Vescovo's back for his fifteenth year. I know I saw and him. Ba- Baycott's back too. It's like good God. Yeah. Like, like I like how literally you've turned college football and college basketball into professional sports. Yeah. Like well, can, well, even Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. I felt like was old for his class. Like when he was yes. A I covered. So I like wrote a story about him. He's from D, the D.C. area. I wrote a story about him when he was a seventh grader. Because he was like, he's as tall as he is now. He was that tall in seventh grade, basically. Dear God. <laughs> um, Man, these bad boy mowers. God, if I ever get rich, I'm getting one of these. All right, so we've we've both determined we're not, we don't think this is the most important God, game in the Bahamas. Fly down the fairway. Oh, my God. We don't believe this is the most important game, but it is an important game. Yeah. It does feel like it. It's, it I think this is going to be their toughest game yet. I think, this, I think Michigan is better than Missouri. It feels like... Uh, it feels like in Game of Thrones, like, you always knew, like, the second-to-last episode was always going to be the big one, and mm-hmm. then the finale was kind of, like, wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. This feels like the episode right before the one that you know that's going to be big. Like, okay. it's the build-up. No, and, and Still important to the plot. It would make it a memorable Thanksgiving if we get Memphis-Arkansas. It would be kind of a it'd be kind of a bummer if you got Memphis Stanford in the winners bracket. You know what I mean? Like sure. it would be kind of a bummer honestly. I really want to see Memphis play Arkansas tomorrow. So I mean at least you could have the hope of all right, well we could play North Carolina. Yeah, no that's true. Um so that will be uh that'll be fun. Four o'clock tip or four ish probably uh on ESPN two, I believe. Uh Memphis and Michigan. We will uh we'll talk more about it next hour. Let's go on to the other basketball game going on uh, involving a Memphis team. The Memphis Grizzlies in action tonight. 7 o'clock tip against the Houston Rockets in Houston. You can listen to it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. And uh, it is the first game against Dylan Brooks. First of four against Dylan Brooks uh, this season uh, since he left this offseason and signed with the Houston Rockets. Um we heard, you know, he's now done. He did the Sports Illustrated thing, which seemed like it was the interviews conducted like before the season, where or or early in the season, um, where he said he was used. He was called a scapegoat. You know, he he felt he was used as a scapegoat for the Grizzlies last year, and what he said he said he wanted to be the fo- he he wanted to be a focal point of the team, right? Yeah, something and, along and those ironically, lines. like he's shooting, he's shooting less than ever this year. Then yesterday. The Houston Chronicle publishes a story in which he says he compares the situation to an ex-girlfriend that you don't realize you miss until she's gone, right? And also... I mean, he said that. I don't feel that way. And also that, the, look, the Grizzlies have no swagger anymore, implying because he wasn't, he's not there anymore. Um, and then today, 
I believe he spoke to reporters in Houston, DeMichael Coles there for us uh, for the commercial appeal. And I believe something along the lines of, I know that team like the back of my hand. Mm. Um, and basically, say, like, he's been, he's been, he's really? been, pivot. <laughs> he's been pumping up. Uh, There's a reference for the Muppets Christmas Carol for all the heroes out there. Yeah, he's he's been pumping up. Hey, I'm already taking. Yeah, there's a little mole on my left. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I know them like the back of my hand. I know a lot of their plays. I know their tendencies. What they want to get to on the floor. I was voicing that a lot today. That's what uh, Dylan Brooks said. Um. Let's see here. Just get to the. A lot of great memories that I'll cherish for the rest of my career. Grew with a bunch, great bunch of guys. We built something great over there. Um, so there was something nice he said. All right, buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's good that Dylan Brooks is talking so much trash about the Grizzlies ahead of this game. I want to buy this. Mm. I think somewhere along the way, when we talked about Dylan last year, when Dylan started living the gimmick. Yeah, he's no. never left it. Correct, and he's like doubled down on it. Well, it's like it got him eighty-eight million dollars or whatever it is. I mean, did that or did that cap situation? And he was a, he was one of the yeah, better yeah, wings available. On have the we team ever? That, have you ever thought of Dylan Brooks? Oh, he's going to think about this logically when he gets his eighty-eight million. No, he's going to think of it delusionally that he like it was all him. Right, but I guess my point is like I'm not necessarily convinced. The reason there's this weird narrative that has developed that him talking is what actually got him the money, and I do not think that's the case. I think what got him the money was. He was one of the available wings on the market, and there weren't a ton of wings. And he went to a team that needed to spend a ton of cash to get to the threshold. Like, I, I just don't think the talk had anything to do with it. But the biggest reason why I'm selling this, I'm sure there are examples of Dylan and Dylan's talking resulting in the, like, in big play. Here's but what I'm most of the, the time, well, no, like, the, most of the time, though, that I think about it, Mm-hmm. When he showed up and like seemed motivated, it was usually somebody else talking about him. Mm-hmm. Like the Draymond game last year. Mm-hmm. Like when he when he started to internalize everyone else talking about him, mm-hmm. I think he's better. But if you think about it, like as much as he ran his mouth in the playoffs, he was terrible. Yeah. Like he was well, that's, horrible. that's what I think's getting lost in this. Is like if he uh, if he was good last year. The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies would have overlooked the fact that he ran his mouth so damn much. Well, and if he was good last year, I think they would have brought him back. I think in the end, the calculus was the, – the math was this. Do we think we're better off with Dylan as the fourth guy or somebody else? Mm-hmm. And in the end, for a lot of reasons, they made the decision they're better off with someone else. If Dylan would have been good all last year, that's not a decision. Well, I can tell you this. I'm buying this. Big time. Because, one, I think you're right. I think he's, like, Dylan has never been that guy. Like, remember when he, like, remember when he came back from the suspension in the Golden State Series a couple years ago? Yes, he was And, like, shy. just got completely yes. overwhelmed by the moment. And, like, he's never been that guy who has, like, risen up to the occasion. He's had good, like, he has good games. But, it's again, as you put it, it's kind of more like, Catching, not catching you by surprise, but like it's, it's not predicted. It's, if it's you oftentimes will. as the result of when he hears the criticism and internalizes it, mm-hmm. and that fuels him. That's when I think he's at his best. But that's not why I'm buying this. The reason I'm buying it is like it's gotten me. I, I'm way more intrigued about this game. 
than I would. Like, I can tell you this. I'm a hell of a lot more interested in this Rockets game than any Rockets game the Grizzlies have played in the past few years. And I mean, yeah, but that's also because they're a lot better. No, but it's because Dylan's on the team. I don't even think it's because they're better. I think it's because Dylan's on the team. Well, but I mean, the Rockets have been so bad last year. Like, who, like that's yeah. always been an afterthought game. That'd be my point. Um, and then the other part of it is, like, you know, like now, like, the, Dylan's got me, like, I hope Desmond Bain just kills him tonight. Like, I hope he's going to guard Desmond Bain. You know it, right? Like, that's who he's going to defend. I think we talked about this. All, I can't remember if he did it on the air or off the air, but. That is that is who I suspect they will put him on. I think he's going to demand it. I think he's going to ask to defend Bain. Um, and I hope Bain, I yeah, hope like, Bain kicks you know, his ass. The funny thing that I was, I was thinking about this, and I mentioned it to Jeff maybe earlier today. The one, like, if you want to actually, like, have a criticism of Grizzlies coaching, mm-hmm. you know what I think is uh, one that I don't think gets used? Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone knew the Grizzlies were at their best when Dylan would take like eight to ten shots. Mm-hmm. That's when they were at their best, and then you get everything that he provides to you on the defensive end. The coaching staff knew that. Like you, you could, I, I can tell you for a fact they knew that. Why is Ime Udoka able to actually execute and get Dylan to only take? I mean, I think he's averaging like nine shots a game. Why could he he can do it, but they couldn't? Like to me, like that's a fascinating question. Is that a the system is like in the end is the answer? Well, their system is let it fly, and if you get the open shot, you're supposed to take it. Is that the answer, or is it Dylan? Well, Dylan is just Dylan. Well, and I would say this though, in defense of that argument, I think there's some credence to that, and I think I like I don't think enough's made. For instance, like you know, like when we criticize the coaching staff, like the fact that they kind of like. Felt like they lost control of the locker room a little bit last year, or at no least question. lost control of Ja last year. And like, would a stronger voice have been able to get through to him, you know, better, so to speak? I think there's legitimate criticism there. But I would say this when they had their full roster last year, like Dylan, Dylan was being as good a soldier as like, he could, like there were like the games when they had everyone. The problem was, was there were so many games they didn't have everyone, and so it was when it was like. Well, I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the year, I think there were ten games, maybe twelve, where they had well, the projected starting five. Like, was how be. often was he actually the number four option last year? I don't think it was very many games, and I, really, the last two years, I don't know there were very many games. I mean, two years ago, he barely played. Remember, he only played twenty some odd games. Uh, during the regular season, but there just weren't that many games where he was actually the number four option. The problem was there were so many injuries and what have you that, like, oftentimes he was the number two or number three option, and, like, that's a problem. It's very clearly that's a problem when he's your number two or number three shot taker on offense. Um, So, I don't know. He's a good player. I I always liked him here in Memphis. I liked talking to him. I liked liked how hard he played. Like, there's not – you cannot – take away from him that he plays his ass off. He plays his heart, he plays oh, his heart totally out on the agree. court. Um, sometimes it's misguided a little bit, but he no, plays but really hard. It's very rare that you get a player that plays as hard for as many games as he does. I completely agree with you on that. And, you know, I hope personally, I, I, think, I think what the, the talking he's done leading into this game, I said yesterday, I think... I don't think I, I think he may have lost himself his welcome home video with this talking. So I actually started thinking about that. 
I don't think if you if you actually think about it, every welcome back video mm-hmm. has been from somebody from the core four era. Oh yeah, no, since I yeah, we've done. No, you're right. You know what I mean? No, and, they haven't done anyone else, so they can they can probably like kind of yeah. I'm saying hide behind I'm, that I mean, a little bit. Out, I think there's an no, out. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. The, the, it's I like don't know. You and buy so short or go to Reddit when you, I when I let you write the questions and then mm-hmm. I try to see. Wait, here's his loophole. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I but I don't know if. He might get booed when he comes back here. I don't know, but I my gut tells me he's not going to have a he's. I think it's I think it's gonna be somewhere in between. He's not going to have a great game tonight. I don't think he has an awful game tonight. I think it's somewhere in between. I mean, that's probably the safest bet. Yeah. Um but I, I could see a yeah. It it would. I would be okay with a one for eleven, whatever you know, one of those Dylan nights. That'd be pretty fun. You know, when he was using the the girlfriend metaphor, mm-hmm. you know what I I I found myself thinking, this doesn't really happen that often. But have you ever had the relationship where it wasn't particularly bad? It wasn't like any because you broke up for reasons, so it wasn't particularly good. But for the most part, you just don't really ever think about it mm-hmm. ever again. That's kind of where I am. Like it, you know what I mean? It was something that happened. And Listen, like I, I appreciated what he did. Yeah, it was like, a good relationship. Fine. We weren't meant to be married. Yeah, like, eh, but I, like, and everyone should just go their separate ways and be okay with that, right? But like, I don't find myself thinking about you know that that ever that often. Yeah. Listen, you know, you, you started dating at a low time. You know, like you know, you were kind of yeah. you had your self esteem was a little down. Mike was injured. You know, sure. Uh, you know, and like uh, it was the end. Of, you know, Zebo and Tony were on their way out. You know, they were retiring. You know, it was a low time. Yeah. And so you know, we, you know, and like he was a good girlfriend for that time. All right, I you think know? we've done enough stadium talk. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I found myself when I went home last night. I was talking to my wife. I was like, I, I, I don't know what else there is to say. The Except nuts and like, bolts think- are: it was a great day yesterday for the University of Memphis. They're going to get a nice new renovated Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. And there's still some more work to do in order to get FedEx Forum done, but it appears everyone is intent on getting that, doing that work, so and to speak. As a city, yet again, I reiterate, we need to, when we hit our knees, thank God for Fred Smith and FedEx. There's no FedEx without Fred Smith. Yeah, but it's both. They're, 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 they're it's together. his company. I know, but like you know, there's a lot of people who work for FedEx. Right, but I don't know. It's it, both. It's everything. They, they're the whole thing. Him, his family, the the. It's not the corporation. for him. FedEx is not here. No, like no. even if you say the idea, like let's say someone else had the idea, mm-hmm. the fact that everything is here. Well, is you because, could argue not. You know, if it weren't for the Memphis airport being willing to, you know. No, no, no. He built that. <laughs> no, but they gave him like good fees, whereas Little Rock didn't, or whatever. I don't know. There's. You're right. We should be very thankful yes. for Fred Smith on this Thanksgiving. Very thankful for. For FedEx. That's one of your all-time zig when they zag. Mm-hmm. What? Tr- trying to maybe be like, well, there's, you know. No, no it's well, just the whole company. The whole company is so important to Memphis. So thank yes. you to them. Thank you and for yes, him. We shouldn't have to. We, we don't need to talk more about the stadiums. We need to talk to David Cobb. Let's, let's, get, let's talk to him. We'll talk a little college football, college football playoff rankings, a little college hoops. David Cobb of CBS Sports is going to join us next. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92. 92- <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 9 of ESPN. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the next generation 10G network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb. Did you agree with the committee's assessment that Tennessee still ranked? Because, you know, earlier in the year, they were pretty good. I kind of <laughs> no, like <I> that. <laughs> no, the logic there is flawed. Uh, when was Tennessee pretty good? I don't remember that. I mean, they've... they've well, when they most- beat A&M, it, didn't people think like, oh, maybe they, they're feisty. You know, I know they lost the Florida game, but they're feisty. If you're hanging your hat on a victory over Texas A&M this season... It's probably a sign that things haven't gone your way. That's uh, baffling to me, having Tennessee still ranked. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but, like, why? What have they possibly done to justify that? It's it's sort of a head-scratcher. Yeah. I think the right answer should have been, because both both linemen were out on Saturday against Georgia, right? Yeah, I mean, they've had injuries. I think the argument should be, like, oh, when they have their tackles, they're pretty good. Like, you know, like if you're going to say, like, if you're going to do something, like, at least say that. But I don't know. What did you make of the decision to move Washington up? Well, I think what happened is is Washington gave the committee 
justification beyond Jordan Travis getting hurt because Washington yeah. went and beat Oregon State. And as I expected, when Boo Corrigan was interviewed last night, he said, oh, this was all about Washington. This was all about Washington going to Corvallis and getting another big win over a really good Oregon State team. And he totally steered clear of the elephant in the room of Florida State losing their star quarterback. And so if we're, if we're, if we're being honest, I think that has something to do with it as well. Uh, and and that, maybe it should have. I don't know. I don't love the idea of a team dropping in the rankings because of an injury. And thankfully for the committee – Washington played a good team because if Washington had defeated Arizona State instead of Oregon State, like that would have been way more difficult for them to justify. And they would have had to admit that Jordan Travis's injury had an impact. I think the other thing that I – the other reason why like, I didn't really react one way or the other, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but Florida State, if Florida State right. wins, they will be right. in – because Michigan or Ohio State will not. Like, they're not going to put Ohio right. State ahead of no, them even if, if they lose. If both, if both, Michigan certainly wouldn't be ahead of them if they lose. It was true before, it, and I think it's true still. Like If Florida State wins out and if Washington wins out, they're both going to be in. I mean, it's cloudy. I mean, this picture, this college football playoff picture, the final year with four teams, it's more cloudy than any picture I can remember. I mean, we're going into the final week of the regular season – and there are nine power conference teams that are either undefeated or have one loss. I mean, that's that's more crowded than it's ever been. And the scenarios here are endless. So, I mean, I agree. Right. right but I, I guess my point is it's cloudy. To me, like, when it starts to get really cloudy is if Alabama beats Georgia, then that's – then who the hell knows? Because then they're going to have, like, three questions. Do you put Alabama in over Texas? Are you going to leave Georgia out? Are, are you going to, you know, leave Texas out? Like, I, I think that's the the nightmare scenario. But it's still pretty simple to me. It's like as long as the as long as the only loss that we see the rest of the way is the loser of Michigan Ohio State. Like it's pretty clear. Like those are the teams that are going to be in. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just it feels to me like eventually there's going to be some chaos. We keep waiting for it, and then every week it's like, oh well, they, the the top eight teams all won again. And I can't, I, this is college football. This, it doesn't stay that way. Like, it's, there's got to be something weird that happens this week beyond just, you know, whatever outcome Ohio State-Michigan brings. I mean, I'm not sitting here waiting on Georgia Tech to upset Georgia uh, by any means, but, hey, Washington, Washington State, maybe that one gets weird. Florida State going to the swamp with Florida uh, needing a win for bowl eligibility. The battle uh, of the backups, baby. Yeah, I mean, that one, I think that one's going to get weird. Like, it's only a six-and-a-half-point spread, which is kind of wild when you think about the fact that if Florida's won five games and doesn't have their starting quarterback. I'm, I'm not kidding you. How much of the Missouri game did you get to watch? Oh, it was nuts. I mean, I watched a, a fair chunk of that second half. I'm not kidding you. He, Napier, for, for someone that has a reputation of, like, being a great organizer— it is amazing to me how poorly coached that team looks. Like, they're still, Cobb, they were still in week 12 or whatever it is. They took a delay a game out of a timeout again. Yeah, I think he needs to give up the play calling duties. I mean, he's kind of a, a, a holdout in that regard of being a head coach in this era who thinks he can still be his own coordinator. And I think it's time for him to reevaluate that because. They make a lot of sloppy, sloppy in-game mistakes. I mean, it, fourth and seventeen, it was still unbelievable. 
I, I swear, when you go back and you watch the highlight, Burden couldn't believe he was open. It was almost like he was looking around, like, is there really not anyone around? Like, it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, do you know who I am? Well, it's like, it's also, it's like, it's fourth down, by the way, guys. Like, just so you know, like, it's one thing if you have him triple covered and then you leave somebody else wide open. I could understand that mistake. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's the one guy I might want to pay attention to on fourth and seventeen. Yeah, that was absolutely bizarre, amazing, whatever. But lost in that mayhem is the fact that Max Brown, this like yeah. formerly unheralded Central Michigan commit, <laughs> who is now Florida's quarterback, actually played really well uh, offensively in the second half there once Graham Mertz got hurt. So I, I, that's why I'm looking at this quarterback matchup. I'm looking at this game in the swamp. This is a season for Florida because if they lose this one, they're guaranteed three straight losing seasons, which is wild. Uh, it's at home. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of factors here that kind of go in the Gators' favor. All right. I wanted to get both your thoughts on this because we haven't talked about it on the show. Arkansas deciding another year of Sam Pittman. What do we think about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I think he walked into a terrible situation. I know, I know he walked into a terrible situation. A consecutive 0-8 SEC seasons under Chad Morris immediately made Arkansas competitive. They've won two straight bowl games. And now this season, it didn't go as planned, but they lost a ton of close games. So, I mean, I think Sam Pittman deserves another year. So I thought it was a business decision. Ah. Uh, so. Has, uh, he's got some quirky buyout? They Yes. So if it's not counting the COVID year from the, so I guess from 21 on, if his record dips below 500, it changes the buyout language and makes it extremely, uh, ex- like, it, easy. Yes, like it cuts it beyond like in half. Mm-hmm. So the the rumors are, Cobbs, this is why I, this is why I love the sport. The rumors are they they calculated the amount of money that they would save by probably firing him next year versus firing this year. They threw that bad boy in the NIL collective. <laughs> Put that in the old NIL fund. Oh man. <laughs> Kind of pathetic. What a but sport. Not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what do we think about you know going into this egg bowl? Uh, on Thanksgiving, Mississippi State's looking for a coach. What are we thinking on that front? I know I've heard rumblings of um, what was the name who popped up the other day for that job? Chadwell. Yeah, Chadwell's the the, I mean, the, 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 the trendy name on that. The, He's out of the running, apparently. So apparently, they have. He has consistently told them no. This is what I'm hearing. He's consistently told them no. They keep going back to him. Mm. Just keep yeah, adding, I mean, adding money Chad, to the Chadwell offer. Chadwell would be a great hire, but, I mean, if that's not it, I don't know why they don't go to the air raid tree. But look at that Texas State coach, G.J. Kenny. all right? He's from that air raid tree. Uh, which He's, they still he's have kind of veer and shooty, though. Okay, well, but they still have the personnel to make that work. And he just led Texas State to their first ever bowl appearance. I mean, He did give uh, up it, 70 what to Butch? 77. Oh, that's fun, though. I mean, if, if, as long as we're scoring points, that's more fun than what Mississippi that's State true. did last year. Uh, yeah, that's a good. Point. Yeah, there's nothing like having a defense, a defense first coach, and the defense is not that good. <laughs> All right, then, Cobb, we're going to ask you college basketball here in a second, but I want to get thoughts on Michigan Ohio State this weekend. Oh, I love it. Uh, sorry, Mark, I'm picking Ohio State straight up. That's a uh, mistake. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Harbaugh's not there. I mean. Uh, Jeez, Michigan didn't look good against Maryland. I mean, didn't look good against Illinois, Illinois last year. Cobb, you're falling in the same trap I did. I spent 
I don't know, Mark, what, the last month of November last year saying, I don't care what the number is, I'm taking Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the Illinois game, and then the line came out, and I was like, Cobb, every, oh, my God, they're begging every me Every Michigan take- fans know we went, that was like, that wasn't even French vanilla against against Maryland. That was vanilla, that was like as as bland vanilla as you could get play calling. And Cobb, while you'll get it. you'll get no argument from me when anyone says that McCarthy's overrated, I, I will, I completely agree. He is still better than the Honda Accord. Yeah, but at least uh, Honda Accord, Kyle McCord out here, has had to play in a close game against a good team this season. I mean, he, he led a game-winning drive against Maryland is a bowl team, David oh, Cobb. Please. Okay, That was please. a close game against a bowl team. I mean, they both have <laughs> wins over Penn State. Yeah. There we go. All right, there's the comment. Well, here, here's, here's my... Honestly, though, wouldn't Penn State be favored against Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, that's still a... a if it was in better. Happy Valley. It's no, I think if they played on a neutral, win. they'd be favored. Neutral? Okay. It's still a much better win than any any other win that Michigan has aside from Penn State. Well, I've got two I've got two stats for you here. One, I could not believe this, but it makes sense. The team that has rushed for more yards in the Michigan Ohio State game has won twenty one straight games. Yeah, it's whoever controls the line of scrimmage. And the key to this game is gonna be can Michigan get pressure on Kyle McCord? Because Kyle McCord is not a good quarterback when he has pressure on him. Kyle McCord's not a good quarterback when he doesn't. No, but he's got, he actually, when he has a clean pocket, his numbers are very good. Yeah, it's because usually when he has a clean pocket, he's playing Michigan State. (laughs) (laughs) I just look at it like this I think Michigan is a better team than last year's team. And they beat the crap out of a team with CJ Stroud, who's like a good NFL quarterback. I go back and forth because here's Cobb. For your side, this would be the argument. The final score was not really indicative of how the game played, like, each and every down. I'm also going vibes here. Like, do I think Michigan broke the rules? Yes, I do. Do I also think Ryan Day had something to do with it? Yes, I do. I also think, like, that's a spoiled, like, that's a loser's mentality for, like, what he's been doing. And I I just don't think that's going to get rewarded. But the main thing is, like, I just think – I think Michigan is just going to be able to handle both lines of scrimmage. That's kind of where yeah. I fall on it. Maybe. I, I, I think eventually there's a toll that's been taken with everything Michigan's gone through, all the emotional uh, stress and turmoil of the Harbaugh saga. Uh, I think all that adds up. There's a cumulative effect now. We're also just one over. game away from his triumphant return to the sideline to beat I mean, Iowa. This literally is the definition, Cobb, of win one for the Gipper. Yeah, Like, you I, win I, this one and you get him back. Yeah, but but Ohio, okay, Ohio State has the entire hopes of the nation riding on their shoulders because I mean, every as much as Jim Harbaugh wants to say that Michigan is America's team, I think it's kind of like quite the opposite. They are now uh, America's villain. And uh, right, but Ohio- are we really are we comfortable turning to you? You see that? You, you see that? That's a tough team. One bad half. One one bad half. I think it was eight bad quarters, Coach. But uh, continue. Like you do, you like. I, it's not like Ohio State's like super likable here. I do agree oh, no, with you no, though no. that like the, the very clear, very clearly Michigan correct. is hated by everyone outside of the state of Michigan or Michigan alums, if you will. I mean, when you when you've turned Ohio State into a sympathetic figure, like that's pretty impressive. Because yes, this is the, still, still the same Ohio State team coached by Ryan Day, who was yelling at Lou Holtz like two months ago. All right, real well, quick. By the way, you see Lou picked Ohio State. <laughs> oh, that was did. awesome. Really, I did but not Lou's see that. Lou's a content machine. 
before we let you go, quick thoughts on Tennessee Purdue uh, last night in Maui. Obviously, Tennessee comes up short. Um, not really. I- I'm going to be honest. Not a fun game to watch. Close game. Not a fun game That's to watch. Rick Barnes basketball, baby. It, it was an even worse game to live blog. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! Um, what did you yeah. do? What did you do? Every two minutes, there was another foul. Yeah. There was another foul. Yeah, Someone's at the free throw line. Over. That game had more balls. I swear to God, that had more balls like thrown out of bounds. Where you're just like, oh my god, than I've seen in a while. Yeah, that it was a total clunker, and and to the shocker of no one, it kind of looks like Tennessee and Kansas are both a little tired right now because they're playing in the third place game, mm-hmm. and uh, Kansas got smoked last night. But no, that was that was a hideous game. It was football uh, on a hard surface, and Tennessee's. I mean, look, Tennessee's leading scorers are back: Sakai Ziegler and Santiago Vescovi, and they were a combined like two of sixteen last night. And I mean, I guess if you want to take a positive spin on it, I mean. Tennessee still had a chance to beat one of the best teams in college basketball when their two leading returning scorers had. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.